Hello and welcome to On the Other Hand Sir, a podcast for history students. Okay, on with today's podcast. Hello and uh, welcome to this podcast uh, which I did on the Ukrainian famine. The Ukrainian famine took place from 1932 to 1933, peaking around the late spring of 1933. The famine is also referred to as the Holodomor, which stems from two Ukrainian words, Holod, which means hunger, and more, which means extermination. Many people say collectivization was the start of the problems leading to the famine. Collectivization was when the peasantry was forced to leave their individual farms to join the collective farms with other farmers. These farms would um, usually not be as efficient and not produce as many crops as the traditional farms. Furthermore, a lot of the successful and rich farmers, who were also referred to as kulaks, uh, got sent to the gulag or got stripped of their riches and sent to the collective farms, which would uh, demotivate a lot of them and decrease their overall crop production. However, this would obviously not be enough to cause the whole famine and and the mass starvation of 7 to 10 million people. So there's also another reason for the starvation to occur. And this seems to be Stalin himself. Stalin would order the confiscation of all crops and edible things from households in the Ukraine, especially in regions where there had been uprisings before. Furthermore, he also prevented peasants from leaving the Ukraine in search of food and blacklisted towns to stop them from receiving food from the outside. This would all culminate into the, into the Holodomor and cause the tragedy. I um, watched a podcast. Uh, the podcast was called The Untold Story of Stalin's Ukrainian Famine by Acton Line. The podcast is from the Acton Institute, Inst- Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. The episode featured a guest uh, who was called Valentina Kurilov, uh, who is the daughter and granddaughter of survivors of the famine. She is currently the chair of the National Holodomor Education Committee of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress. In the podcast, she makes out that she strongly believes that Stalin did it on purpose and tried to target Ukrainians as um, they were nationalistic towards uh, the Ukraine and didn't want to be part of the USSR and sort of set up an independent, independent Ukraine before they were reconquered. She um, then also talks about uh, the different stories about her granddad, uh, for example, like how he was a Kulag and got arrested in 1928 and sent to the Gulag for organizing a farmers against collectivization movement and her dad, who was also put in the Gulag for two and a half years for being related to her granddad, who was the Gulag. After that, she goes into the fact that it was a heavily, that the Holodomor was heavily covered up. And the example of uh, Walter Durantley, who was a journalist in the USSR and was the only journal, was actually the only journalist to get an interview with Stalin. And what he did was that he said there wasn't a famine and only some malnutrition in the Ukraine. So he was effectively denying the famine, as a lot of things he did was controlled by the Soviet uh, leadership. I then read an article. Uh, The article I read is called Holodomor Hoax, Joseph Stalin's Crime That Never Happened. It was released by a publication called Sputnik. 
So Sputnik is a Russian state-owned news agency, so it's very biased towards uh, the Russian government. In it, it claims that the Holodomor is a myth that lies in the long-standing Cold War standoff between Soviet Russia and the West. It also says that the US accepted Nazi collaborators and Ukrainian nationalists in to use as intelligence against the USSR. And then it says that these Ukrainian nationalists told about the Holodomor to the US and essentially saying that they made it up uh, for the US to spite the USSR more and to create anti-Russian propaganda. And then keeps going on about all the claims about the Holodomor, which is used as a way to spread anti-Russian message and to spite them as a US post-Cold War anti-Russian campaign. And yeah, nothing more than a tool to do the aforementioned things. The article also states the main reason for the famine. It was actually just natural disasters, uh, mainly drought. So um, they do not believe that Stalin did it on purpose. I then watched a video. The video was called The Man Who Witnessed Holodomor uh, by the Kiev Post. The video uh, starts out with a small explanation that the Holodomor was an artificial famine created by Stalin. And then it goes into an introduction to a man called Onyshenko, who lived in a village with his family called Rosa in Lubansk Oblast, around the time of the famine. He was six years old uh, when the Holodomor took place. And he says he saw uh, everything that happened. The man then talks about the, the fact that his parents told him not to leave his village as they heard rumors about cannibalism. So they told him if he leaves the house, he will get caught, killed and eaten, which obviously scared him a lot. And I think shows a lot about the mentality of the time and the sheer panic of people. Uh, his dad worked at a port to receive smooth food rations to give to his family. Um, what he got uh, was a thing called hardtack, which are simple biscuits made from flour, water and salt. So it did not contain a lot of uh, nutrients, which could lead to malnutrition. Um, he then says that after the famine ended, it was forbidden to talk about the famine and the suffering, even though everyone obviously knew it happened and everyone saw it. Uh, he describes uh, how he, he saw carts coming and gathering bags of goods and people were screaming trying to keep the goods as um, they needed it for food, obviously. He then ends the video off with saying that it was an artificial famine and that he saw it himself. So obviously strongly believing Stalin did it on purpose. After that, I read part of a book called The Red Famine, Stalin's War in Ukraine by Anne Applebaum. In the extract of the book I chose, it starts off talking about how a catastrophic famine swept Akron across the Soviet Union from 1932 to 1933. It says it started in the chaos of collectivization and was then exacerbated in the autumn of 1932 with a series of decisions from the Soviet leadership, which deepened the famine. It says even though there were shortages, the state demanded not just grain, but all the food that was available. And then it goes into detail about the starvation of the human body saying, First phase, the body consumes its stores of glucose. Feelings of extreme hunger set in, along with constant thoughts of food. 
In the second phase, the body begins to consume its own fats and the organism weakens drastically. In the third phase, the body devours its own proteins, cannibalizing tissues and muscles. Eventually, the skin becomes thin, the eyes become distended, the legs and belly swollen as extreme imbalances lead the body to retain water. Small amounts of effort lead to exhaustion. And I think this detail, I think, really puts an image in your head about the horrible suffering the Ukrainian people endured and really makes you think about what happened. Um, after that, it goes into uh, small memories that people have and told. Um, for example, uh, a survivor remembering that his mother looked like a glass jar filled with clear spring water. All her body that could be seen was see-through and filled with water, like a plastic bag. Overall, in the book, uh, it's strongly favoring the argument that Stalin did it on purpose and there was a 